Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. The Matt McMahon era is here, baby. Down go the Rebels. Down go the Rebels. 89 to 80. Jordan Wright, massive night. 27 points, 7 steals, 7 rebounds. Let's go. Jalen Cook, 16 points, one assist, four rebounds. Let's go. Will Baker, uh, not a great night, but an okay night. And LSU hitting 10 massive threes. Tyrell Ward coming off the bench, three for four. Bang! Like I'm Mike Breen. Bang! Right in your mama's kitchen. Let's go. All the shit that LSU men's basketball has had to put up with over the last three to four years has been insanity. And tonight, down goes the freaking Rebels. It's going to be a great show. We will do the LSU men's post game. <laughs> Here tonight. I'm fired up, dude. I am freaking fired up. I hope that you are as fired up as I am. Oh, well, Blake, you know, they're still, you know, I mean, LSU, I mean, they had some bad games. They're 11 and 6. You know, I mean, where can this team really go? You just beat number 22, the Ole Miss Rebels, at your place. 3 and 1 in conference play. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All the shit that we had to take. Oh, what about Will Wade? American gangster Matt McMahon for the win. (laughs) 
couldn't beat Auburn then. Uh, Auburn might be the best team in the SEC. That's okay, man. I don't expect – I'm just happy that this team is winning conference games. They have more conference wins this year, right now, early in the season, more than they did all of last year. Sometimes maybe you do got to give coaches a little bit more time. Bourbon Blake is back, by the way. As I take a sip from the glass, um, we will touch on that. Really excited to talk a little bit of men's basketball. Obviously, we can't get too far away from football as we got to continue to mention some of these staff updates. Corey Raymond was announced. It is trending that he will be heading back to Baton Rouge to be the corners coach. What is going on with Jake Olson? We'll touch on that. Maybe an analyst or two that some things are starting to to come to light on the offensive side of things. We'll touch on that as well. One thing that I I will touch on is I continuously see this because Bruce Feldman reported it yesterday is Brian Kelly potentially wanting to go to Michigan. I know you don't like talking about it. I know you're probably over it. I, I understand that, but I deemed it or felt it worthy. The team felt it worthy. We touch on it because you do have a very massive sports reporter in the college football world that is reporting something that he's on a list. So again, we got to talk about it. I, I know you probably don't like to or want to or all of that Rudy Poo stuff, but we got to. We'll get to a Rafino's rant. It's not into the topics, but Mickey Loomis gave a press conference today, I and he said one thing about why he's keeping Dennis Allen, I must address. And at the end, if we have time, we got to talk about the fallout that's going, out, uh, going on with the University of Alabama in 30 days until baseball 30 days until jay johnson the reigning defending undisputed national champion 30 days until they get to go back out there and reclaim their crown if you want to beat the man or be the man you gotta beat the man and lsu baseball is the man Fired up for that. Hopefully we get to it. I'm going to get to it. Um, so it's going to be a good show. Branding the uh, Brandon, Lanky Lender Hollingsworth says, Frank William Wade III is a gangster. Nearly has McNeese ranked. But let's go. But let's go, Tigers. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Y'all poo-pooed on. Y'all poo-pooed. Y'all pulled your pants down and took a big old shizite. On Matt McMahon. I will not allow you to do that here tonight. It's not happening. Hopefully they can sustain it. <laughs> Stephen Fry. With the, uh, with the comment here about the vest. Yeah, you see the vest? Little Columbia. You like that? Yeah, I'm a little vested up tonight. Man, it's actually... The weather, at least right here in the studio... It says it's 34 degrees outside. It's, we do not turn the heat on very, very much in this house. So, with that being said, with that being said, I am um, trying to see. Yeah, 
It's a vest. I shouldn't have stood up because now it's all bundled up. It's a bad thing about a vest. But yeah, I'm I'm wearing a vest here tonight. Gotta be. I gotta look a little bit more uh, prestige. A little bit more prestige. Got to mention, though, since Stefan was in here, our good buddy and our good friends over at the Fry Construction and Dirt Services, LLC, site work and land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate, and soil hauling, they do it all. Demolition, 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana. Give them a call at 337-457-5100. Let them know that your buddy, Blake, sent them on by. Lanky Linder again says, I think the BK to Michigan shizite is bs maybe i'm wrong he just wants to get back up north i just don't see it well we'll talk about it we'll talk about it but i do think personally um personally i i I do think that um it is to get an not maybe an extension i do think it is to get more money at least at least. I know we reacted to Arkansas the same way we did last year, but the problem with that is we weren't three and one in the conference. These arms are, are warm. Y'all don't want y'all don't want this trap game. Y'all don't want this trap game. Gotta keep gotta keep these traps warm, man. Got to keep these traps warm. What y'all talking about? Uh, Blaine Smith said Ryan Williams has canceled his visit to LSU. That is true. Um, that is true. Good on him. Don't care. I think you, you're good offensively without him. You're good offensively without him. Uh, Ronnie Kraft says if they can make the journey, it would be a mir- or attorney, it would be, uh, be a miracle. Um, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I mean, look, man, they sucked last year. Again, they have more conference wins. Uh, they're they're better than last year's team. Come on, like you know they're better than last year's team. Uh, Jordan, I don't think we had somebody in conference play score twenty points, much less like Jordan Wright scored twenty seven uh, here tonight. Now you did have uh, Murray from Ole Miss, and you did have Flanagan, who both one had twenty three and the other had twenty. Uh, Flanagan was at was clutch at the free throw line. He went like ten for ten. Uh, but was 0 for 5 from behind the three-point line. The three-point shot is what won LSU the game. I mean, LSU hit four more uh, three-point shots than Ole Miss did. They won by nine. Now, uh, again, you know, Matt's not really mathing on that, but that's pretty much where it's at because you're even pretty much everywhere else. Um, Besides maybe free throws, that's where uh, Ole Miss made it up a little bit. But – Nevertheless, uh, three hitting those massive threes. You hit two massive threes when you were up ten, okay, um, which gave you a little bit of a lead and a little bit of a cushion. It was really good play, really, really, really good play. All right, a couple more before we get rolling. Uh, Richie Evans, why would BK leave the greatest place on earth with all the money moves on the twenty four staff? Uh, just to get back home, get back up north, you know. I, I think Richie would be would be the reasoning. Um, I just, it just doesn't something feels off with that, you know. I, the Corey Raymond stuff, like we always said, like hey, even if you disagree with my take on Corey Raymond as an example, that's fine. But nobody in their right mind 
nobody went out there and said Corey Raymond wouldn't be your next corners coach. They thought, well, hey, man, if it's taking this much time, what uh, possibly is that answer? But it's different here, right? Because how much truly is Brian Kelly's buyout? How much, you know, uh, is he going to want to risk going to Michigan that could be under sanctions? We'll, we'll talk about all of it. We'll talk about all of it. But I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, it doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, let's get rolling. Oh, Bourbon Blake is back. If you own a restaurant, I'm just telling you tonight, and you have an ugly woman from the north. Tonight might not be your night, man. It, it just. It might not be your night because Bourbon Blake gets rolling and shit just starts happening, man. Like I, I can't even control it. I one thousand percent just can't control it and. I, I, you know, hide your mama, hide your kids, hide your wife, because no one's safe out here. That's how I feel like this show is going to be tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get rolling. Everybody hit the like and share. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor, like, share, share to all those groups, share to all of those social media pages, wherever you're watching us, listening to us on YouTube. Now I had somebody asking us, why do you say listen on YouTube? Because the podcast is uploaded. And sometimes if you have YouTube premium, you can turn the phone off and the audio still plays that's why i say it i know it can it can get complicated but nevertheless watching us listening on youtube we are our youtube channel is skyrocketing right now from all the content that we're putting on there close to 450 500 new subscribers this month alone do us a favor hit the subscribe button if you have not done so already we greatly appreciate you doing that wherever you listen to podcasts rate, review, and subscribe. Let's talk about a good friend, Tyler Alexander, over at LPT Realty, the number two real estate firm in the, or number two real estate guy, excuse me, in the entire state. Guys, literally, there's not any realtor you see, their sign, their billboard. From a mathematical and statistical standpoint, Tyler and his team, nobody's better. Literally. It's not me making it up. It's science. It's literal math about how much production this guy's doing and how many homes he's getting sold. Everybody do us a favor. If you haven't done so already, you're in real estate, give my man a call. Join his team. You'll be out there banging and slanging, on, maybe not banging, sl- cashing checks and breaking necks or however the, the saying goes. Call him today in all seriousness. Let him know that Blake sent you on. Bye. Stay with us. Got lots to discuss. Next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag he will sell your house and find you a new well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. 
Dial 955-0008 Just call 955-0008 Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight We're back. All right. Penn Jones with a $4.99 super chat. He says SEC presidents should remove Greg Sankey for refusing to suspend Alabama coach um, Nate Oates for shoving a player in the other, uh, any other coach would have been. Um, Thank you, Penn, for the super chat. Uh, I don't know if I'm with you there. Um, I hate Alabama, so I'm with you on suspending Nate Oates. I think Nate Oates is a piece of just donk. Um, yeah, I mean, are you wrong? No. But having Greg Sankey removed, I think that's a little bit too much. The Nate Oates suspending is not what I'm I'm fighting in my in my brain over. What I'm fighting is is I just think Greg Sankey's a really good SEC commissioner. Personally, has he made some mistakes? Has he done some things wrong? Did maybe he not treat you know do things you know politically that you like or don't like? I don't really care for the politic part of it. It doesn't really bother me. The only time I got antsy is when we weren't playing football in 2020. Um, but I, I will just say I, I like Greg Sankey as, an, as a commissioner. I just don't think I could go that far, Penn, uh, on that one. But what I can go far on, no pause, LSU beat Ole Miss tonight 89-80 to in a really good game, moves the Tigers 3-1 and in conference play. But the only thing that I can mention or talk about and stop before we even break down the game or analysis or whatever, Jordan Wright went absolutely crazy tonight, 27 points. The seven steals were massive, seven rebounds, two of those being on the offensive glass. He was really, really good, hit two big threes, okay, two from four from behind the arc. I thought he just had an amazing game. Jalen Cook. Also had a pretty decent game having those 16 points. Maybe would want to see those assist numbers a little bit higher than the one that he got tonight. But the Tigers, who quite honestly was the worst team in the SEC a year ago after Matt McMahon comes into all of this chaos that how just whether you agree with what I'm about to say or not, which Will Wade left, guys, in, I, you, I, I, I couldn't judge Matt McMahon. I've told you this before. Could not judge Matt McMahon off of last year. Now you're 3-1 and one in conference. Now that he's been able to rebuild a little bit here, this game really shows that you could be able to some upset some teams that you're maybe or arguably not supposed to do. The, the storyline of the night for me, though, is what LSU did behind the arc, what they did from the three-point line. You got Will Baker early in the game hitting a three when LSU was down. You got Reed hitting another three. You got Williams who hit two. Cook hit one. Jordan Wright hit two. Every one of your starters were able to stretch the floor 
and hit a three, which I thought set the tone early for the offense and how you got some things going. Tyrell Ward coming off the bench. We will not talk about this, and it will be overlooked and overshadowed. The 11 points that he got along with that one big block, it it, it changed the game because you had not had a lot of quality minutes and points from the bench. Him going three for four from behind the three-point line was massive in this game. You were able to get Reed. You were able to get Baker and Williams some shots in the paint when you're able to stretch the floor. But none of this comes to the fact of, I think that you got to take this as year one for Matt McMahon. Having the win tonight, 89-80 against the number 22-ranked Ole Miss Rebels, is a big, big, big win. Can you continue to build off this? Can you get to 500 in the SEC or even better than that and make a little bit of a push? I know it seems crazy because this team is 11-6. and six. They had some really bad losses early in the year, losing to an in-state just school that you have no business losing to. But you're, this team is starting to get better. I do believe all of that, all of that revolving around the play of Jalen Cook, regardless of his stat line, you can tell offensively this team runs and goes through him. Yeah, the one assist, maybe you need to get some of those numbers up, but the team and the offense has flowed so much better since he's been able to come in here and start playing. What can this team do? What can this team do in the SEC? Because I look at their schedule, right? Like, I look at this LSU men's basketball schedule and start asking myself the honest question, what is the realistic nature that you start making a little bit of a run here? Okay, you had games against Texas A&M where you won. Fandy, you lost. And maybe a game, I mean, you won, excuse me, a game that maybe you shouldn't have had that close You lose on the road against number 16, Auburn. I thought you played really well defensively. You weren't that great, but offensively you played well. Tonight you get uh, another win. You go one and one against ranked opponents. Now you turn around on Saturday, okay, you got Texas A&M at their place, I mean at at the PMAC. What is that going to look like? Can you get another win against Texas A&M? You got Georgia. Did you see the the, the comeback that Georgia had uh, last night? Can you go to Athens? Can you go to Stegman Coliseum and get a win there? I think you could. Now, in a week from Saturday, you go to Tuscaloosa against Alabama. I, I don't know how you fare there. Arkansas has not been the team that most people have thought. Tennessee is another team that you look at. Maybe they've struggled. They've had some success. Man, I think you could do some good things here. You got Kentucky in late February. I'm not even looking at that yet. I do think that there are some some games here that you can win and potentially maybe even have an upset here or there that you're not supposed to and could get over 500 in the SEC. I know that this sounds, okay, I know that this sounds crazy and ludicrous. Maybe I'm overstretching myself. Maybe I, maybe I have too much confidence in this team. But, and maybe it's just a lot of excitement around this team. But I've seen this team, even a loss against Auburn, get in the score 78 points defensively is where they had those issues. And Auburn might be the best team in the SEC. 
Might be the best team in the SEC. So I look at them and ask, can they continue to build? I, I'm starting to like to see the coaching, the effort, and all those different things from Matt McMahon. That's what I'll say. So big time win for the Tigers here tonight. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. Let's get into a little bit of football here. Um, where do I start? Um, how about this? Actually, I'm going to move the Mickey Loomis press conference to the end of the show because I, I think I need to address something. I, I mentioned this earlier in the show in reference to Brian Kelly. And I mentioned this earlier in the show about Bruce Feldman reporting that Brian Kelly could be on the list of candidates that Michigan could go after if Jim Harbaugh were to leave. Now, I'm not going to get back into all of the fine minutia of, you know, Billy Lucci reporting it. Then you got Moscona reporting it. Regardless, okay? Regardless of how it came out. Now you have Bruce Feldman coming out and reporting it. But it was taken out of context. Okay, so in case you missed the article, Bruce Feldman was talking about... um. The coaching vacancy that would be left if Jim Harbaugh were to go to the NFL. His literal title, like literally the title, talks about all about Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator, and how the players would receive and welcome and want him to be the next head coach, especially what he's done in the interim or what he did in the interim this year when Harbaugh was suspended for the NCAA violations and recruiting and the Connor Stallions spygate. I think that they feel like they're leaning here, but that gets missed and it certainly gets missed in this region because we see Brian Kelly and we go bananas. Oh my God. Ho, ho, hey, ho, ho. I heard somebody, I heard Billy Lucci talk about, I heard, I heard, I saw, you know, the, 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 the show on YouTube, I, I, I saw it with my own eyes, people out there saying Brian Kelly might be going to Michigan. He wants to go back to the North, Blake, he loves snow, and I'm not talking about the cocaine version. That's, I get that that gets overlooked here because it's your head coach. Literally the entire article is about Sharon Moore and his elevation. He uses Brian Kelly about more about the chatter, right? Like the chatter that's been out there. He does throw that there is a potential uh, that he could go there. I don't know if Bruce Feldman was selling to anybody that he is a potential candidate, but that his name's being thrown out there. Here's the truth about Brian Kelly and the Bruce Feldman report now that the Michigan thing continues to come open. I just don't know how much sense it makes for Brian Kelly. Now, I will always say, is there a possibility that Brian Kelly could, you know, wound up or wind up at Michigan? Could he want to go back to the Midwest? Could Harbaugh go to the NFL? All of those things are possible. I'm not reporting that it's not possible. What I'm saying is, at least to me, on the surface, 
it makes no sense for these three main reasons. Number one, Michigan is about to get hit and popped with some NCAA violations because of everything that went on with Connor Stallions. Everything that went on with Connor Stallions. Why would you want to go up there and do that? Number two, if Brian Kelly comes in, or is he going to have a situation on his hands, a lot like what you're seeing in Alabama right now, in a mass exodus of players hitting the portal? And what does he do with guys like Sharon Moore? But the biggest confusion for me on why Brian Kelly would want to go there or is even entertaining the idea, why are you bringing in Blake Baker? Why are you bringing in Bo Davis? Why are you bringing in Corey Raymond? Why are you going out there and not getting just Harlem Berry, the number one running back in the country, but you got DeCorian Moore, the number one wide receiver in 2025 coming here. And by the way, the best player in all of 2025 recruiting from the high school level is Bryce Underwood, the quarterback. He would be, quite honestly, crazy to, to leave here. Mainly due to number one and number three. Now, does he maybe not like some things that goes on in Louisiana? Okay, maybe he doesn't like being here. But the reality of it is, then why are you building it like this and why are you recruiting at such a high level? Why are you doing all these coaching changes? Why would you go to Michigan when you know the Connor Stallions thing is about to be crazy and they're going to get hit with that? Guys, Michigan's going to get hit with that. You already have a coach that's being suspended during the season without a proper investigation. Are you sure that the NCAA can conduct a good enough investigation that would deem even remotely right or purposeful? We just got done talking about LSU men's basketball. Remember when the NCAA investigated that? And how chaotic and stupid and wild it was? So, I, for whatever reason, just don't see it. It continues to come up continues to come up and when you have a notable reporter like Bruce Feldman reporting it I don't feel like I have a choice I feel like I have to come out here and talk about it now maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong maybe I don't have to maybe me talking about Brian Kelly to Michigan is just bringing it more to the light but, guys, I'm not a national college football writer. Now, I do a college football podcast, which you get to go over there and, and, and listen to, the Rafino and Joe show. But you need to do that, by the way. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't have the reputation of a Bruce Feldman, and I'm not going to act like I, don't, I do. Ah. Sorry. I had I had to get a sip of water, man. These sinuses, dude. Anyway, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <clears throat> Here's what I think's happening. Here's what I think's happening. I think this is being leveraged for more money. 
I, 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 I really do. Now, again, again, can it happen? I'm not saying it can't happen. I just don't. I, I, I don't think it makes sense to me yet. Just doesn't, doesn't remotely make sense. I, I, I just can't see it. I, 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 I feel like this is an agent being an agent. Brian Kelly's been here two years, and maybe to make a little bit more money. Maybe. Maybe to get closer to what Kirby's making a year. Maybe to get over the $10 million mark because he technically makes 9.5 base a year. Get him up to 10.5, maybe even $11 million a year. And I think things like this happen so that when you go to that go to that board and ask for that extension or pay raise, you just you say, well, look, man, we got to pay him a little bit more because, I mean, you do have people poking and prodding. It's how the game is played. It's how the game is played. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think LSU is back. I'm gonna leave that alone for now. But this this gives me a time to say this as I receive this text message. If you are not listen, we are starting to build our look. I know some of you don't like message boards. It is what it is. That's fine. Hear me out. We have been putting a crap load of intel in there. We're about to build this thing. 2024, we're going to build this freaking thing. If you are not on our forum, you are missing out, dude. You are 1,000% missing out. You need to go over to the forum, AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ruh-roh. To all 597 of you that are watching us live right now in total, remember at 8.42 on January the 17th, remember this, I got a text message, Um, just remember, we will find out a little bit more about it soon, just remember, all right. We were, there was a question in here. Um, go to the forum. That's what I'd tell you. Go to the forum. We might get a little something in there uh, later tonight. Uh, Brandon says, question is, is if he left, who would you want? This is opinion. Okay. It, opinion. Opinion. Agree. Disagree with the opinion. This is not necessarily what LSU should do, just what Blake Rafino would do. Blake Rafino would pick up the phone and call and call Lane Kiffin and say, "What up, though?" I'm also going to tell you something else. You're not going to listen. I know this. Is, what I'm about to say sounds 
stupid? Sounds so stupid. I'd pick up the phone, offer Nick Saban $20 million a year, and say, what up? <laughs> He's going to tell you no, but let me tell you something. It's like, it's like sales, okay? You will miss on 100%, 1,000% you will miss every shot you don't take. So I'd offer the short man $20 million and say, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, Jacqueline says, you're killing us, Smalls. I can't do it because I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to make sure that this is, you know. <laughs> A, B, C, D. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. All right. That's what I think about Brian Kelly. That's what I think about. Let's get back on track here. That's what I think about Brian Kelly uh, about potentially going to Michigan. Now, how does he continue to, to, to fill out this staff? I do think that there was some notable news today uh, on the offensive side of things. Stay with me here because earlier today, um, LSU got an, a very interesting um, some very interesting news that I want to make you aware of that I don't think people really put two and two together on. So now that you got Corey Raymond more than likely and potentially coming back, you got, you know, let's see what happens with uh, 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 Olsten. There was some news today that I thought very credible. Uh, Matt Zenitz of... 247 Sports reported that Alabama uh, and a number of staff supporters are parting ways with XBC offensive coordinator John McNulty. Now, John McNulty is a very interesting name. Everybody thought I retweeted that because also LSU, uh, former LSU quarterback Zach Mettenberger that was on Alabama's staff also was fired today. Uh, Sam Petito of Amy was listed also in there, uh, in that article. Um, but John McNulty, okay, was the tight ends coach at Notre Dame in 2020 and 2021 under Brian Kelly. So when Brian Kelly left to go to LSU, John McNulty actually got the OC job at Boston College in these in that or last year before he became an analyst at Alabama. I do think it's interesting that he's coached tight ends under Brian Kelly. He was quality control for Penn State. He has coached quarterbacks, but he's been with tight ends in the league with the Chargers. Um, he's been a wide receiver guy, too, earlier in his career, but has experience coaching tight ends. Now, Slade Nagel is another guy that I'm, I'm watching out for, but John McNulty got fired from Alabama today, and is there a potential that he gets in that mix 
having the connection with Brian Kelly uh, uh, previously and obviously uh, being in the SEC, one of the more renowned guys when it comes to wide receiver play and tight end play. Um, and actually, believe it or not, he's <laughs> got his starting career at Michigan as a GA uh, earlier in 1991. So I think Slade Nagel from Tulane. I think John McNulty is a name that I'm watching. And what happens with a guy like Seth Mettenberger? You know, like what happens with a guy like Sam Petito, who is mentioned in this article? I think Sam Petito would be a guy, and I've mentioned him a lot on this show before, who ran a lot of recruiting, and um, maybe he finds his way back into this Alabama staff because Nick, you know, tells DeBoer, you know, like, hey, you need him. Maybe he goes down to South Alabama with Major Applewhite, two Louisiana guys, you know, recruiting the, the Gulf Coast. Um, which, by the way, Major Applewhite from Baton Rouge got the head coaching job at South Alabama today. But I, I would pick up the phone. If he wanted $250,000, I'd, I'd give it to him. If you're out there spending money the way you're spending money, if Alton Thomas wanted to come and help and run the collective, I, I'd give him $250,000 to do it. Let, let's go for it, man. Because, listen, I, he, here's the funny thing, too, for me. When a lot of people talk about – um, when a lot of people talk about the money that LSU is spending in the coaching carousel ranks. Well, Nick Saban is no longer at Alabama. No longer at Alabama. And you have a chance to take this over and be a part of being one of the dominant teams in the SEC. I don't know if you're watching what's happening in Alabama right now, but Alabama, Alabama is having elite players leave left and right. Really freaking good players. So if you can go and just hire this guy as an analyst, you know, bring, bring, what's Dana Holgerson doing? Hi, how are you? Make him an analyst. Go and get anybody that's going to make your program and team better because that's exactly what Nick did. It's exactly what he did. There's no money that you cannot go out here and spend to get your get you to the next place and to get back there. Once your development of players to be really good, go put them in the best possible position to make plays. Go do it. Like there's no there is no realm or no place in this world. Listen, if Blake Rafina was the AD and you gave me fifty million dollars. I would take out loans, like right now, I'd take out loans for every other sport and pay their expenses for a year or two, maybe even three years. You Let me tell you what I'd do. I'd go and spend $50 million here, there. I'd go spend all that shit. You couldn't tell me a damn thing. I'd bring in everybody. I'd go try to, I'd raise as, try to raise as much money in NIL as I could. F that stuff. I would go out there and spend God knows how much money to make this team better. Let me tell you why. I, it's not every year that you would do that. The reason I would do that is, is because you have the ultimate golden goose chance to take this shit over. I, it, it's not a joke. Oh, Blake's just speaking out of his ass again. He's drinking on the bourbon. 
Blake's drinking on the bourbon. Look what he's doing. Look what the devil's done to him. No, it's reality that it's it, it's there. It's possible. God, let me give you an example how to, I know for a fact that you have gotten the resurgence in some of these things right at LSU. Nobody is spending more money. Now, stadium include, take the stadiums and the renovations of stadiums out of it. Take that out for a minute. When it comes to spending money on staff, player personnel, what people are doing in recruiting for baseball, nobody is doing it better than LSU. No one. LSU is snapping necks and cashing checks. It's the freaking Catalina wine mixer. When it comes to how they have structured what they're doing around baseball, it's the freaking Catalina wine mixer. You have a chance in football, go spend it. Go get John McNulty to be an analyst if, if that's the worst thing. Like, just bring him in, even if he's not the tight ends coach. Bring in. I know you're not going to like this. F it. What is a Tommy Reese, a Dana Holgerson, a, 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 a pretty boy, what's his name out there that used to coach the Cardinals? What's his ass doing? Cliff Kingsbury. I, well, technically, he's at USC. But bring him in. I I go for it all. I go I go for it all because I don't think people realize the reign is over. The king is dead. I know you think I'm crazy. Golden opportunity. William Hano says, uh, "No, you called it. Big A has the golden opportunity." The, the golden ticket. The golden ticket. Go cash that shit in, Willy Wonka. You know, like, cash it in. All right. Hold on. Hold on. All right, let me do this. I need to get to a commercial break, okay? I got to post something on Twitter. We'll come right back. I'll tell you about it. It'll be about the text. Stay with us. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. 
Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Sorry, this is bad podcasting, horrible podcasting. Horrible podcasting. All right. I, I, I would not be shocked if LSU tries to, don't know if they will be successful, um, don't know if they'll be successful, but I don't know if LSU is going to give completely up on Trey Amos, um, the corner from Alabama. Um, we'll see how that progresses. Let's just see how that progresses. All right. <laughs> Bad podcasting, I know. I wouldn't. I, I would not be surprised if LSU – tries to get in the fold on that let's see let's see how it ha- let's see what happens let's yeah let's see what happens if it does it does you know I, I you know Ole Miss is is trying to get in there you know they're spending they're they're sp- spending a lot of time in the portal um so let's see Let, yeah let's see uh Highland Tour says Amos wants the bag I don't know that BK is going to do that uh after he getting burned last year I don't think that, that Trey Amos did anything wrong to you. I just think he, he wanted to go to Bama. It's not like the Des Rick situation. It's not like it's it's not like that. Cortland Jacobs says one thing going uh the the one going to Ole Miss. He's not going to Ole Miss yet. I think LSU is trying to um I think LSU is trying to get back in the fold on that. Let's see what happens. Um, 
let's see what happens. If it does, it does. It doesn't, it doesn't. Dylan says, Blake was talking about this today. I was talking about this today. I don't know what, l- listen, listen. There's 600 of you here in here. At the current moment, I have no clue. I have no clue. Okay. Mickey Loomis did a interesting, um, did an interesting uh, 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 interview today uh, and when they were asking him about, um, excuse me, about Dennis Allen. He talked about all those coaches. So, so Mickey Loomis today went out here and was like, hey, you know, we're retaining Dennis Allen. Here are some first ballot Hall of Fame coaches that also had, had struggles in their first three years as a head coach. Bill Belichick, uh, uh, Tom Landry. He, the list kept going on and on. This is Dennis Allen's first winning season ever. And he's had multiple shots at it. Don't come out there and start comparing him to first ba- Bill Belichick, of all people. Don't you dare start comparing Dennis Allen and Bill Belichick together on why you're retaining him. Tell me why, and by the way, he was smacking gum the whole time. So unprofessional. What the, like, what are you doing? I I, I really don't know if Mickey Loomis should survive this. If this does not pan out well. Like, they're doing all the things you should not be doing PR-wise. It's been horrendous. It's been awful. You're going to come out here and try to spin me that, oh, Dennis Allen could be like one of these first ballot Hall of Famers. What the hell are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? Hmm. Yeah, Pooh says Loomis chose Belichick's time in Cleveland, not New England. Yeah, why not New England, Mickey? Why not New England? I I, I just think that they're a joke as a franchise. They're a joke as a franchise. So, yeah. You, you you doing that so stupid. So stupid. By the way, I, I mentioned this. We talked about this tonight on our, our on our national show, the Rufino and Joe show. Um there has been nothing sweeter to me, by the way, than what seems to be and feels to be like the start of a collapse for Alabama. Caleb Downs, uh, Caden Proctor, Trey Amos, um, Des Riggs, a lot of really talented players, very talented players from Alabama are hitting the portal. The one thing that I'd always said about Kalen uh, DeBoer was, can he maintain guys on the roster? Can he recruit? And right now, they're not doing a great job. You know, I see all these articles about Kalen DeBoer adds another very massive hire, the head coach on Buffalo. 
Huh? <laughs> what? Do, do what now? The head coach from South Alabama. Huh? What? These dudes ain't ever, ever coached in the SEC. <laughs> it's a different beast here. When you go to Baton Rouge at night in Death Valley and you got 103, 104, because you know that there ain't 102,000 people in there, man. Them suites are packed out. There's always more people in that stadium for a packed house when Alabama comes to town. Man, I'm just telling you, because you know and I know. You know and I know that they are not keeping up with the Joneses right now. They are, they are losing their shite. So, I'm, I'm just glad, I'm just glad I was able to live long enough to see the day that it started to collapse. We'll conti continue to monitor it. I, I know, you know, I, I see Rob says BK learned it quickly. I just don't think the boar can learn it that quickly. It just, Brian Kelly's a different animal. You know, like, I, I feel like he's a different animal. I feel like Brian Kelly faced a lot of SEC teams, knew what it would be like. It's not like Notre Dame's not a national brand. I mean, he's having to, I mean, it is, it is a pressure cooker there too, man. I mean, look, you can say whatever you want about Notre Dame. It's not as if that, like, they don't have a massive amount of fans. Ruthless. Catholics are ruthless, man. You ever married one? I have. I have. They can be ruthless. <laughs> yeah, Pooh, they'd have to hire Jesus. All right. Good show. We'll see you all tomorrow. Shout out to Mac McMahon. Love the win. Oh, we need to talk baseball. God dog it. Um... I want to give more. Let's talk some baseball tomorrow. Let's talk some baseball tomorrow. I'm really excited about it. 30 days out. We'll do that then. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.